Welcome to the Business Clicks podcast, the podcast that interviews business owners to discuss their struggles, strategies, and successes with using the power of the internet to grow their business. We discuss the transition from brick and mortar growth strategies to digital alternatives. We provide new and exciting tactics each business can use to be successful in this new digital world. I'm your host, Adam Barbro, and let's get stuck in. To be able to master content is to be able to master our ability to market ourselves efficiently and organically online. These days, we produce content in many forms, whether it's written, photo, video, or audio and things like podcasts. Content can come in variety of forms, but if you really want to be successful in forms, there is 10 things that you must include in your content, particularly as the content gets longer, to ensure that not only your users are engaged and captivated by what you're saying, but that you're hitting the information, you're giving the information, you're hitting the emotional points, and you're saying everything that needs to be said in a way that touches all both emotional and logical needs for someone to be able to show interest in whatever you're saying. And each of these points has their own objective. And we go through this sequence in a way that we identify ways to keep users interested. We make sure that we're appealing to their emotional side, as well as giving evidence that what we're talking about is actually effective and works. And then making sure that we summarize it in a way that we overcome any objections and inspire them to act and then give them an easy way to make sure they're able to act without, with as little friction as possible. So when we're going through this, we want to start off by thinking about the hook or the angle, is what some people refer to it as. And the hook or the angle is some way to basically stop the scrolling, to stop people scrolling past your piece of content or continue to read or watch the video or the article that you've written. A hook is something that is captivating. As we know, a lot of people these days on social media will often read just the headline and get angry and start making comments based on the headline. Great. That's a good hook. That's that's a good angle. It's the way that we get people interested with some sort of enticing title or enticing uh, unique angle of what we're actually talking about, but doesn't actually give away all the information. So people want to stop and read it or stop and watch the video or click on it to learn more. So that's what all good pieces of content in the modern age should start with. Something that is emotionally disruptive and stops people from just going past it like every other piece of content and actually looking to show interest in what they're actually, what you're wanting to say. The next part that we're gonna, um, that you wanna jump straight into is a story. We are biologically engineered to not only talk in stories, but want to listen to stories. The more we can engage and include stories in our pieces of content and talk about our products and services from with in, including story-based uh, aspects in, in the content there, the more likely we are to have people listen for a longer period of time. So if we can start straight after we've captured them with a hook or angle and they've clicked into it, if we can then go into a story of some kind, we get people interested because they want to hear about the story. After we've got that sort of uptake and, and we've got some sort of viewers to actually spend some time listening to what we have to say, we want to go straight into their pains and problems. These are two different things. If you're talking about someone's pains, you're talking about their emotional aspects of what they're struggling with. It's usually the opposite. An easy way to think about it is of what their goals and desires are. If you know someone's goals and desires, you can basically talk to the opposite of that, which will be their pain that they're experiencing. And then the problems that they're experiencing, the problems are more practical. They're still emotionally based, but they're more think about problems as if you were to go through that sequence, 
you'd be experiencing these things. So if you're experiencing, if I'm here talking about content, problems with people's content is being able to understand how to create content that looks good enough that they feel comfortable with putting it forward to represent their brand. That's a problem that someone has and therefore I can talk to that emotionally in order to get intake if I'm looking to sell some sort of product or, um, or service or get better uptake on certain um, platforms depending on what my objective is. After we've done that, what we really want to do is go through and agitate and associate. And agitate basically means question in a way that uh, raises their concerns, that sort of makes them a bit a bit on edge, creates a bit of friction with what they're thinking. So we agitate and then we associate. Uh, Robert Cialdini wrote in his book, Persuasion that association is basically I link, therefore I think. So if you want to associate them with some sort of feeling here, like frustration or wanting to succeed, then create some sort of association between whatever you're talking about and the ideal outcome, which we'll talk about later. So an association here in a content perspective would be something around uh, I'm associating my ability to create good-looking content because that was their problem with the ability to increase the number of leads and associations based on the knowing these skills. And that sort of keeps them engaged in a way and keeps them on edge of their seat because you've agitated and you've made a bit of association with why this is important. The next part that we wanted to go into is our own story. Our own story is different from the story that we told at first. Our story that we told at first usually gives context to the problem and usually infers either clients or customers or other people. Our own story is about our own experience with implementing this and how it's helped us. Dan Miller in the book Story Brand talks about this and he says that any good story includes these components, which is a character, which in this case, if it was your story, is yourself, who meets, who has a problem, who then meets a guide, who then is given a plan from the guide, who then puts that plan into action and then succeeds. So if you want to tell a story about yourself, that's how you do it. And we can see these stories structured this way in any action movie basically out there today. If we go look at Star Wars, you meet Luke Skywalker, who's an adopted kid who has a problem fighting against the Empire, who meets Yoda, who's given a who's given a plan of to learn to become a Jedi, who puts this into action and reaches success. So that's the story and that's the basic structure that we do. And we do that because we're able to get introduced to people, we're able to connect with them based on their story, we're able to see the plan, we're able to meet someone who is has already achieved this and therefore has some sort of bit of authority um, given unto them. And then they are given a plan and the plan is the process often that we're selling plan allows someone, regardless of who it is, to then be able to achieve what they need to achieve. And once they put that into action and they succeed, it is basically shown. So that's how we tell a story. After that, we want to talk directly into the benefits of why this is uh, successful. As you can see, we've taken from initially starting and talking about the negative points and creating a bit of agitation. And now we're starting to swing that around and really start talking about the positive parts. <coughs> Once we've amplified the negative parts, as we talk the now into the positive parts, it's it's amplified in in its effect on people because they've been in this emotional negative state. Now we're pushing them into emotional positive state. And the benefits that we want to talk about are not the features. That's the one thing I'll say about that is benefits and features are two different things. We want to talk about benefits. After we do that, we want to go through the realm of talking about case studies and testimonials. This is obviously using a 
principle of influence of social proof, but it is also something that's been shown to be effective regardless of your industry because we're now getting information from people that have actually done this, more information rather than just us trying to sell our own story. We're now getting the stories of other people. One thing that I want to talk about here is that case studies and testimonials are different. Testimonials are coming from the word of the person that we're perhaps interviewing or giving a written testimonial about their experience and how they were positively affected by whatever your product or service or whatever this piece of content is about. Case studies are not necessarily involving the other person, but they are showcasing what the other person went through in a similar similar structure to what we're talking about here in a way that actually showcases a unique um, example and how that changed whatever it was they're changing. If we're talking about a business, we would talk, I could give a case study of a maybe a gym that's struggling with this exact problem and how they implemented this into their marketing and therefore they um, achieved these results. If we're talking about a beautician, we'll do the same thing. Case study would be about how the beautician was having these problems and pain points. They We hear about their story, they're given a plan, they come out and they achieve what they wanted to achieve using this um, using this method. So that's the difference between case studies and testimonials and it is worth noticing the difference because depending on your industry, you want to refer, you want to use one more than the other. After that, we're talking about the solution. The solution is where they want to be. It's their desire, their goals, the opposite to what their pains and problems were to begin with. This is the ideal outcome. We're starting to talk about how they picture in their mind when they think about these things and when they uh, daydream and think about their ambitions of how this is, you know, should go in their mind. This is what we're talking to. We're talking to the uh, ideal self and how that's achieving. After that, we want to go through objection handling. At this point, there are two objections that you need to usually refer to, two of the five objections that I like to talk to. I won't go through all the five objections now, but the two objections that you're usually uh, going to have to handle here uh, is information and trust. Information and trust are usually the only two in this point in time that would cause you any sort of inconvenience because the rest should have either been dealt with or be dealt with in the sales process. So objection handling around information as trust is you want to make sure that you're giving bits of information that maybe weren't clear at this point at previous points in time. And trust is sometimes handled in the case studies and testimonials, but you want to be out to give some further trust in in the form of guarantees or other things that make people feel uh, more at ease with potentially buying or using your products or services at this point, just before then you go into the final component of any good piece of content, which is a call to action. Call to action, it needs to be a easy way to make people feel like they're going to get what you've basically just talked about. We can see this all the time on YouTube channels and uh ads where at the final point there is, okay, you know, a buy now. Hey, you want to have this problem solved? Click here. And you want to make it very easy and simple and not salesy, but you want to also make it refer back to whatever you're talking about. So keep it keep it on topic. You, if you're selling a product, say buy now. Don't try and be like, don't try and say something random or out of, you know, out of left field. Keep it specific, keep it on topic, keep it to the point and say, you want to achieve this click here or do this. Give them an actual action that's very direct. The more specific you can be, the more people are likely to act. In many ways, they've done studies on this. We need to be told what to do. And this is all you're doing, being very specific in, your, in what action you want people to take. So there you go. 
they're the components of creating awesome content, particularly long form content, but this can also be narrowed down depending on the length of the content to make it really sharp and sharp, short and sharp, I should say. But just remember at the end of the day, we're introducing with a hook or an angle to capture, we're telling a story, we're taking through them through a negative emotional state and we're then eventually turning that around into a positive emotional state, handling objections and then chucking them into a call to action. If you can implement, implement this in your content successfully, the structure just allows you to be consistent and allows you to not only create content in a way that's easy for you because you know what you need to say, but in a way that keeps people captivated because you're hitting all the right points at the right times to make sure that not just going off on some tangent. So that's my little tips on how to create awesome content for your business. I'm your host, Adam Barbro. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Business Clicks podcast.